Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys because what I want to talk about is how I broke free from being a slave to the scale. So I made a post about this the other day, and I felt really passionate about sharing this message this week with you guys. If you've been in my world for a little bit, if you've followed me, my journey, if you've been a client or just, you know, been following me for a while, you know that I come from the world of being a professional athlete where my pay was partly based on what my weight was. So I was a professional fighter and in the professional fighting sport, you have to be the same contracted weight as your opponent. And it's really, really messed up in the way that like everybody cuts weight. Okay, so let's say I'm competing against a girl. We're both going to weigh in at 125. Let's say two months before the fight, when we both agree to fight, we are not anywhere close to 125, both of us. It's so it's so freaking silly and backwards and just stupid and unhealthy and harmful. But (laughs) basically, you know, I would start at about 150 pounds. Okay, maybe in the 140s, 146, 148. In that eight-week time period, I would go from 148 to 125 pounds. So do the math. We're talking 20 to 25 pounds in a two-month span. Now, you might be thinking like, eh, that's not that bad. But I'm already, you know, muscular and somewhat lean. So even when I was walking around at 150 pounds, I didn't I didn't have like 30 extra pounds of body fat to lose, you know. Um So it took very, very extreme measures and it really, it took a toll on my mental health. And the crazy thing guys is that growing up, I didn't really ever care about how much I weighed. Like, I don't really remember, we had a scale at the house, but I, you know, we didn't really use it. Like it was kind of broken. It was one of those ones you step on it and the little, uh, it wasn't a digital one. It's one of those old school white scales that you have to zero out and the little, uh, you know, thing goes and tells you what the weight is. I can't think of the word. You guys know what I'm talking about, the old school scales. So I never really cared. And when I moved to to Florida, probably for the first few years, I mean, I didn't even own a scale. And then when I did my first kickboxing fight down here, I don't even think we had a scale at, at my house. I think I just weighed myself at the gym. So at that time, I wasn't really like addicted to the scale. I didn't base my worth throughout high school. I'd never really cared how much I weighed. I had a pretty positive self-image. But, you know, when I was in my mid-20s and I started competing in jujitsu and then I started doing amateur MMA, that's when things really shifted because then I got really, you know, addicted to seeing how much I weighed every day. And not just that, because you can use that obviously as a positive, uh, you know, form of measuring. I do encourage many of my clients to weigh daily, but the problem lies in when you use it to determine your worth and your attitude and your mood and how you treat your body that day. That is where it becomes dangerous. That is where it becomes not a positive thing. And I slipped into that pretty quickly and stayed there for a long ass time. So, you know, it started kind of like as I was an amateur learning how to cut weight, you know, I kind of started competing a little heavier at 135. Then I went to 130. Then I went to 125, which is where I stayed for, you know, the rest of my fighting career. So, you know, it was just this constant stress. If I was not in a fight camp, 
I was stressing about not gaining weight. If I was in a fight camp, I was stressing about making weight and I would mistreat my body according to how the scale was that day. So if I, you know, woke up and I was one pound heavier than the day before, I was a complete basket case. You know, I was making sure that I did an hour of extra cardio. I was cutting my carbs a little lower that day. I was wearing a a sweater and and a hoodie and, you know, layers to the gym so I could sweat more. I was maybe taking a hot bath at night. Like I was just a complete psychopath. Now, if you've never competed before, you might think like, that's batshit crazy, Krisha. You need help. However, (laughs) again, let me remind you that my pay and my ability to even compete was based on being at the certain weight. And it's so silly because your opponent's going through the same thing. So like, why wouldn't you both just compete at a higher weight, right? I mean, but because everybody cuts weight, everybody wants to be in their same size. You know what I mean? So anyways, it's silly. That's for another conversation if you're a fighter or a competitor. But all that to say, you know, it was a really unhealthy mental situation going on with the scale. And I just kind of chalked it up to the fact that like, well, this is this is what comes along with the territory. You know, everybody knows if you're a competitor or you're a fighter that half the job is making weight, right? Which is sad. Half the job of your sport is to show up and make weight. And then the other half is to <laughs> win the fight, right? So fast forward, I blow my ACL and I can't fight. I get pregnant. And I rapidly pack the pounds on. So I gained, gosh, like close to 70 pounds during my pregnancy. Um, And mind you, I was coming off of a really extremely like low weight preparing to fight when I injured my knee and then being laid up for a month for my knee surgery, I gained 20 pounds really quickly and then another 50 through pregnancy. So, you know, it was uh, very shocking to say the least. And towards the end, I just didn't even want to see what the scale said. And the funny thing is, is that I really, I really worried during pregnancy, like how I would feel about my body, like would I be able to bounce back? What was my postpartum body going to be like? Was it ever going to be the same? And it's funny now I'm, I'm literally 18 months postpartum today. So it's funny looking back at the last 18 months, I have had the most healthy uh, like journey, self-image, relationship with my body, relationship with the scale than I had had when I was at my leanest competing and training for fights and having the six-pack abs and doing the photo shoots and doing the weigh-ins and doing all that crap. So I want to talk about like that mentality of how what I think changed And if it's something that you struggle with, if you really struggle with the scale, and I coach a lot of women who do, you know, I want to offer just some perspectives and just some mindset shifts and just some things that maybe might help you, you know, kind of release, release that association you have with the scale. I think as women, it's really hard. You know, it maybe depends on what generation you grew up in, um, of like what the, you know, kind of celebrated body image was of that time. I grew up, I was born in the late 80s and I grew up in the, in the 90s where the era was like, it was the Pam Andersons. It was like the skinny, 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 big boobs, skinny legs, skinny waist, skinny, 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 skinny jeans, skinny, the skinny, skinny. 
and I was not skinny ever. <laughs> and so even though I had a, a pretty decent self image, I still like, you know, I, there's another podcast where I talk about how I hated my big legs. I always wanted my legs smaller. You know, if I had been born maybe 15 years later, uh, I probably would have had a different perspective, right? So sometimes it's your programming, it's your conditioning, it's how you grew up. Maybe you have some trauma, maybe family members made comments about your body or your weight, or, you know, we have so many things that shape like how we feel about what size we should be what size we should be, what weight we should be. And sometimes we're attached to this number that makes no sense. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And for me, like the reason I guess it made sense for me was because it was the weight I was fighting at. But it's not really the weight I should have been fighting at anyways. I should have been fighting heavier. So I had that in my head that, you know, I need to walk around at this weight or I'm a failure or I'm being lazy or I'm going to be off track or I'm not going to be able to do it, you know. And maybe for you, you might have this number in your head of like, well, I really want to be 140 pounds. Like I know when I'm 140 pounds, I'm going to be happy with my body. I'm going to be happy with myself. And I've seen this time and time again, guys, that clients hit that goal weight and they're still not happy with their body. They, they hit that magical, mythical number that they've been chasing for eons. We get them there and they get there and they go, huh, well, I still don't feel good about myself or I still, uh, I could improve this or that, or how come I still have body fat here? Or I thought I was going to look more muscular. Or I thought I was going to have more definition, right? And there's of course different strategies that kind of, you know, can determine how your body will look at certain weights. But I wanna, what I want to talk about today is like changing that perspective of, you know, first of all, knowing you are more than a number, you are more than a clothing size. So that is the first thing to just recognize is that your worth should not be tied to that number. And I used to do that to myself. I, you know, my husband, my poor husband tortured him for years that like he'd hear that little scale beep and go beep. And then he'd be like, you know, waiting to see my face like, oh shit, is she going to be having a breakdown all day or is she going to be in a good mood because the scale went down? It was literally like that. So if you are in that similar position, I feel for you. I've been there. And again, mine was more tied to that competition, but, you know, I ended up going beyond that for sure. And I think, you know, it shifts when you start to honor your body, you start to be proud of yourself, no matter what the number says. When you know you've done your best, when you know you are treating your body in the best way that you can then you can just look at that number as data to just know, you know, it's just right now for me, it just tells me information. I don't tie my worth to it. I don't get upset about it. If it's up, I go, hmm, that's interesting. It's probably because of this, this, and this. If it's down, okay, that's interesting. It's probably because this, this, and this, right? It's also having an understanding that as women, our weight is always going to fluctuate between our menstrual cycles, between uh, you know, sodium, water fluctuations, if you trained really hard, if you haven't pooped in a couple days, like all of these things can, you know, make a big effect on your weight and how it fluctuates. So that's why if you're constantly tying your worth to it and, you know, I've had clients that do this where like, you know, they, let's say they eat out over the weekend, they know they overindulged. And, you know, I, even I tell them like, Hey, you know, the scale might be up, don't freak out. And they see the scale go up and then they're like ready to jump off a cliff. So it's just understanding that the fluctuations are normal. 
And I like to look at the averages. That's why when I'm looking at my client's data, it's like, okay, we're going to look at the low. We're going to look at the high. We're probably somewhere in the middle. Or if it's a fluctuation and you're close to your menstrual cycle, it's probably because of this. Um, you know, if you if you didn't have an appetite all weekend and you barely ate anything and or you were sick and your weight's down, okay, well, that's data, right? It's not maybe going to stay that way because you were on the toilet all weekend. You know what I mean? So it's all just data. It's all just information as far as I'm concerned at this point. And having the knowledge of like why your weight might fluctuate, it does help. You know, it does help to not have those severe reactions when there are changes in the scale. So you know, when I am coaching women now, the big thing I like to point out is that we really need to be measuring other areas besides your body weight. So every week my clients do a check-in and they have a little form they fill out. It's just a little self-assessment form that goes through, how is your energy this week, one through 10? How is your strength this week, one through 10? Uh, how is your digestion? Are you pooping regularly? Are you on your cycle? How, how, tell me about your workouts for the week. How did you feel during your workouts? How was your relationship with food this week? Did you feel tempted? Did you feel restricted? Did you feel like you were cheating at all on your diet? Or did you feel like you had a good balance and you could include the things you wanted? Uh, what habits did you do really well with? What habits are you trying to improve on? How are your clothes fitting you? How are other people noticing? Are other people making con comments about your, you know, your changes in your body? Uh, what are the things that you're proud of for yourself this week? So those are all things that go into that we discuss in depth every week with our progress. And that way, if there's a couple weeks where the scale doesn't move for whatever reason, but we see, okay, I, I was lifting heavier in the gym. So maybe I, I was gaining a little bit of muscle. Maybe I had some inflammation, but you know, that's a positive. I was lifting heavier in the gym. I had a really great week with my family where I was able to hit my protein goal and still have ice cream with my daughter and still have a family meal and still be really active. And I'm really proud of myself that I didn't feel restricted and I didn't feel like I had to overdo it. Like these are examples of comments from my clients of just things that we look at, you know, or photos. Like I have another client that she's been with me for, um, maybe just shy of two months now. And, you know, honestly, the scale hasn't really changed a lot. We're not in a dieting phase, but her body has changed significantly. Like it is wild to see the photos. Now, if she never took photos of herself week by week and we only looked at the scale, she might think like, well, I haven't even done anything in two months. But thankfully, because she measures her inches, because she takes the photos and she weighs herself and she records her weight each week as, as in like the weightlifting weights, like how heavy she's lifting, we can see, wow, your inches went down in your waist. Look, your arms are getting stronger. Look at the difference in your arms from two months ago the cellulite, the muscle tone, uh, you know, look how much heavier you're squatting. Look at, you know, how much better your digestion is. You're not bloating. Like we get to look at all of these things. And the more we have these other positive things to focus on, the less we're going to be caught up with the scale. And that's what I love is that when I have women that tell me, you know, I don't even care what my weight is right now. I just want to feel better. I want to keep getting stronger. I want to keep having more energy. And those are the clients to me that really see the most success long-term. It's the ones that are continually a slave to the scale. They never, you know, they never catch that mythical dragon. They never, even when they hit that goal weight, 
you know, then they're still disappointed, you know, where the ones that maybe have disattached, like disassociated themselves, unattached themselves from that scale goal being the end all be all. It doesn't mean they don't have a, a goal on the scale, but that they maybe, maybe they get to 144 and they're like, man, you know, I feel really good here. Like, I know I said I want to be 140, but like, man, I'm in, I'm in a size eight jeans and they're fitting good and I feel really strong and I like the way I'm eating right now. Uh, I kind of want to stay here and just keep getting strong. And I'll tell you guys, that's where I'm at right now, you know, and at 18 months postpartum, I've lost a little over 60 pounds that I had gained during pregnancy and I have another 10 pounds to go. You know, I'm, I'm sitting at 153, 154. And let's say like when I was in my peak shape training for fights, you know, at maybe my heaviest, like I said, I'd get up to 150, but I always like preferred, you know, when I would start a fight camp, I'd be like 145. So in my head, you know, through my postpartum journey, I kind of had it in the back of my mind that like, oh, I'd like to get back to the 140s. But right now, to be perfectly honest with you guys, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I feel great at 153. I feel strong. I love getting stronger. I'm still trying to improve my strength. I'm trying to get a 300-pound deadlift back. Um, I'm chasing, you know, getting back to pull-ups, increasing my bench strength. I love the way my clothes fit. I can fit into all my pre-pregnancy clothes pretty much. Um, you know, and I love that I can you know, eat sushi and, and Thai food on the weekend. I love that I can loosely track my food, but I don't have to like, you know, neurotically weigh every single thing and portion out every single thing. Exactly. You know, I can loosely track, I can stay consistent with my basic habits and maintain where I'm at and feel really good. If I get to the point where I want to chase that goal of competing, then obviously I'm going to tighten things up and I'm going to work on, you know, getting down a little bit lower. But right now I don't feel like I need to, I feel really happy. I feel really proud of myself. And that's with extra body fat. That's with cellulite. That's with stretch marks. That's with some things fitting a little bit tight sometimes, um, you know, and that just, I think that is a true sign of progress for me because a few years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. I would have been extremely disappointed and, and frustrated and like disgusted with myself that I was the way I am now. So it's just funny how things change, how your perspective can change so greatly. Um, but if, again, you know, if this is something that you're struggling with, and I just had a client start recently that she also comes from the fighting world, and that's one of her goals. One of her goals is to really, like, detach her worth from fighting, from being a certain weight, from, you know, having that that be the only thing that she feels is value, valuable about her. And she wants to work on feeling her best and feeling her best in her body. And will that come with losing some body fat and getting stronger and changing th some things? Of course. Again, I'm not saying that having a weight loss goal is bad. But what I'm saying is that if that's the only thing you care about and that you will ignore every other thing, then it's not a positive. And I'll say one last thing because I, I have had some clients <laughs> or have some clients even currently that, you know, get caught in this trap of just being so fixated on the scale. And the thing is, guys, sometimes your body needs a break from dieting. Sometimes your body becomes adapted. Sometimes you've been pushing weight loss for too long to where your body might actually need to gain a couple pounds. You may need to take a diet break. 
You may need to go through a reverse diet to heal your hormones, to get your period back, to be able to eat more and to be able to lose weight in the future. You may need to see the scale go up. And if you don't have the ability to detach your worth and to detach your mood and to detach, you know, all of those feelings you have around that body weight, you won't be able to do that right? You'll fight it. And what will happen is your hormones, your metabolism, everything will go down the tube until you get to the point where you, you know, there's no turning back, you know, which sadly I've seen happen to many women. So that is just a word of warning, you know, that it does lead to consequences. I experienced many of them in my fighting days. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up. I have no, no idea how long I've been chatting with you guys. I think we're almost at 20 minutes here, but I feel really passionate about this. And I actually wasn't even going to record a podcast about this. I had something totally different planned and I started to record it three different times and I kept stopping it and deleting it. And I'm like, you know what? That's not even what I want to share today. I want this to be a place where I share with you guys, like I've said this before, if you listen to this podcast, you are my person. You are my people. And I like, I can't even believe we hit 500 downloads the other day on this podcast. I can't even believe that this has been listened to 500 times, that 500 people care about what I'm jib jabbering about. So I don't take it for granted. And I want to share with you guys what's truly on my heart, you know, share with you guys my knowledge, share with you my expertise, but also I want to share deeper than that because, you know, we can, we can use the X's and O's, right? We can talk about strategy, But I also think that true transformation really happens when you have these mental breakthroughs because without them, when you get to those sticking points, it's going to get real tough. So I hope that this episode helped. If you are somebody that's been struggling with the scale or maybe like me, you were, but now you've been able to detach it and focus on these other areas. um, You know, again, I am I'm here for you. If you want to reach out, send me a message. I'd love to chat more about it. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a share. Share it on your social media. Let's get more people tuning in. If you have feedback, if you want to hear uh, any other type of to- uh, topic, I love when people tell me like what other things they want to hear from me or questions that they have. So feel free to message me on Instagram or Facebook at Trisha Cicero or leave a review, share it with your friends, and I really appreciate it. So that's it for now, guys. I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.